Welcome to Secret Celebrity Drag Race Recap with your hosts, Joe Batanz and Laurie Roggenkamp, with Vanessa Williams, Lonnie Love, the one girl Tammy from uh, Basketball Wives and The Real World Los Angeles Season 2. Ooh. Pope Francis. Ashton Kutcher. Demi Moore. John Lithgow. Carol Channing. My mom's cousin Linda, who came over for dinner last night and had to sit literally 20 feet away from everyone while we ate dinner. I have a picture. I'll send it to you. Uh, my aunt, who's cr- who's going to be coming in a little bit, and trust me, we'll all be able to hear her. <laughs> the woman who walked by today and said, okay, yes, people are going to be dying, but we're the thing about the economy. <laughs> some, some lady, some neighborhood lady who yelled at me to put pants on while I was taking out the trash. My brand new headphones that came in today. <laughs> Uh, Pope Benedict. <laughs> and RuPaul Charles. Oh, oh, you know what? Trinity, Alyssa, and uh, Asia O'Hara, too. All in this episode of Secret Celebrity Drag Race Recap. Oh, Lori. Oh, man. Uh, so many stars today on this episode. And uh, you know what? I think that RuPaul had the same attitude towards selecting the the queens that would help out as we just did (laughs) oh you know what like trinity asia well what's what's her face what's funny is there's a lot of shade in this episode that's that you have to be uh well versed in that shade to get it and um one of the things is Trinity, yes, very you know very faint. I would still say, believe it or not, even though she won, um, uh, technically won tie, you know, shared the title with Monet for All Stars Four. Yeah, I would still not put her in the super tier of drag superstars. I know she's very popular. I still wouldn't put her there. Alyssa Edwards, I mean, she's one of the queens of the queens, you know? So yeah. That, that's a big drag queen get. I would even put, I, I feel, even though Trinity the Tuck is very popular and great television, she should really have her own show. I agree. Yeah. But she's not like the level of like a Trixie Mattel or Alyssa Edwards. She's just one notch below, you know? And, yeah. um, but Asia O'Hara. Yeah. Are you okay? Lori is currently like sewing something. Or what are you doing? No, I there's a hair in my microphone. It's not coming out. So well, that's going to bug the crap out of me. Your tongue just called me and said, wait till later. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gross. Star's coming over. Your, oh. your, your, tonsil, your tonsil just said, you're telling me. <laughs> Can you tell already, Lori, by the way, that I'm in a much better mood now that I have Oh, my- Oh, yeah. Now that I have my headphones, you guys haven't heard this yet. Yesterday, Lori and I recorded, well, two shows. Oh, no, no, the rumor mill, you heard about it, but also on Cuckoo Bananas. I'm just, my headphones had broken, and I was just in a mood. And even the rumor mill was kind of in a mood. But now that I have Oh, I didn't notice you were so professional. (laughs) 
But now that now that Daddy Joey has his uh, his headphones, I, I was actually just saying I'm going to buy another pair of headphones and just have them in storage in case these break. That's what I have. I have. I bought new headphones and I have my old headphones just in case something happens to these headphones. So yeah, I might. I knew people on my list today to buy new headphones and uh, just cause I don't. I can't ever bear to be like that again. That was literally. I know people are dying. Okay. Thank you. Nina. You know, we all got to live our truth, and your truth is, you know, God help you if your headphones get the coronavirus. Well, you know, I I actually either retweeted or liked the tweet today that said, um, "Hell hath no fury like a white person mildly inconvenienced." And I bet if people saw that, they would think, "Oh, here's Joe talking shit on white people." But this is me actually empathizing with white people and i'm actually stop making, stop making fun of myself because i mean literally hell hath no fury like joe batant's mildly inconvenienced by headphones he doesn't like yeah yeah you guys if you heard the rumor mill you know i, I was bitching about it the whole time so um hold on one second please hold for Lori still continuing to play with the hair on her microphone there's a whole you guys don't realize i wish it was a video podcast this is uh, there's a whole sh- oh now wait now Lori's literally she's she's taking apart her microphone right now, and she's still dealing with this hair. What which I want to know it's, it's actually not the hair's not on the microphone itself. The hair is actually as I do a play by play on the um, pop guard, which is a little screen you put in front of your microphone so that your peas don't pop. And uh, now it seems like she was taking the hair and maybe she's lost it in the folds of her fat or something. Uh, now she's gotten them. Now there's no one on the screen right now. Well, while you guys are sitting here watching this amazing podcasting or listening to this amazing podcasting right now, I'm going to give a little bit of a tip here. Not a tip. I'm going to tip my hand a little bit here. When I talk about, um, you know, I see, you know, I didn't, I have to be honest with you. I did not watch, even watch the episode of Secret Celebrity Drag Race episode two until last night. And uh, because because episode, I I hated episode one so much, so much that I didn't even I was just like dreading this this episode. Even though I had seen online uh, people like Evan Ayers and other people say like, oh my god, this episode was so good. I was like, yeah, but these fuckers will like anything that RuPaul shits out, right? So I was like, whatever. And I'm, I, I look. I'll even be honest with you. I don't think this episode was a great episode, but it is heads and it is head and shoulders above the other, the last episode. And uh, and I discussed this on the rumor mill, and this is not spoiling anything because the episode aired. But uh, according to the rumors, this was supposed to be the final episode of the season, the four episode season. This was supposed to be the final episode, which makes sense because the Vanessa Williams song is save the best for last and that's sort of like a thing here is you're gonna save your biggest stars you're gonna have your biggest stars in the beginning and the end and i think that the gamble this is my guess that the gamble that the wow took was okay we'll save our big celebrity star for the last episode and we'll have our biggest drag queen stars on the first episode and so i think what they thought would happen was uh, even if the first episode, the celebrities weren't uh, the, to the level of... Lori's barely putting on her pie headphones right now. But anyway, if the celebrities... Okay. Okay. 
I've been talking the entire time because I I know I'm professional fish, Lori. I just want you to know that. I know. So the point I was making here, Lori, just to give you a recap, Lori just joined us again. Is everything okay now, Lori? I'm all set. Yes, You're all set. I was that the, was going to drive me crazy. The the point I'll give you a, a the TLDR of what I was saying, which is that uh, a uh, I put off watching this episode until last night because I was dreading it, but I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, and that I feel that they they moved up Vanessa Williams' episode that it was supposed to be the last episode that that's sort of the, what the rumor has been, but they've moved it up, and I think it was because of the response to episode one. And I was now my argument was, and I'll throw to you, was that they gambled. We'll save our big celebrity in the competition for the last episode but we'll have our big celebrity drag queens in the first episode and it'll i think they were going for like the youth vote sort of in the first episode they're like oh well all the kids love trixie mattel and so she'll be a big star and then they're all gonna love this nico tortorella and all these you know people and so that's where the young kids are gonna we're gonna hook them in there and yeah but it, it it backfired but what are your thoughts here Lori? um i well, here's the thing. I actually, uh, I think that my aunt was saying something that I kind of agree with, which she was saying that like Vanessa Williams being on there meant that that opens the gate for more established people to come on. And she was saying that, so she was saying that essentially Vanessa needed to win in order to show these people, these like actual celebrities, Hey, you can have a, ch- you can go on here and you can have a great time and you can win money for your charity so i think that was sort of the message they were trying to put out so that way they could get better celebrities next time but so i think better celebrities people we've heard of yeah people we've heard of i so i kind of agree with you i think that vanessa williams is going to be the most popular person we've seen or the most established person we've seen well yeah Um, because i'm I'm gonna tip my hand a little bit here again a lot of tipping our hand here but wouldn't you agree, like, I feel Lonnie Love won that lip sync. I feel like Lonnie Love won, won the episode. The whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. But they, I mean, they couldn't give it to her. They, you, they couldn't I mean, give it to her. You have Vanessa fucking Williams on the show. She has to win. She, uh, she was staring at her feet the whole entire time she was doing the um, musical. But she did a great job. But anytime mm-hmm. she was dancing, she was staring at her feet. And I just feel like I felt like long. I felt like the uh, Tammy or the basketball wives. She she did really well in the musical, yeah. but I felt like she. You know, I don't necessarily feel like she did great in the uh, lip sync, and mm-hmm. so I feel like Lonnie Love nudged nudged out. But yeah, there was no way that they were going to give Lonnie Love the the title. Yeah, uh, but Lonnie Love was a. a bit- <laughs> But what's funny is there is something to be said about charisma. I know there's uniqueness, nerve, and talent, but for charisma is when you're a star and a diva the way uh, Vanessa Williams was. Because Vanessa Williams was very cooperative and very nice. In fact, I even – I know someone who's worked with Vanessa Williams a bunch of times. Yeah. And I texted him and I said, is she a bitch? And he's like, I've never seen her be a bitch. He's like, she's super nice, right? So, um, because I was getting that sort of... But the reason I asked that question of him is that um, 
there was a presence about her, you yeah. know, like a very much, I am a star presence. And even the other drag queens and contestants treated her like that. And even RuPaul sort of def- deferred to her, like like she was, she's fucking yeah. Vanessa Williams. And, and I know that makes her, she's like a B or C level celebrity, but there, she has such a history that, yeah, that you're fucking like, bitch, this is Vanessa Williams. Yeah, like, exactly. And I... Yeah, I agree. I yeah. think that she. Um, what were you sorry? Sorry, I lost my train of thought. What were you talking about before? You said the she was Vanessa Williams. Well, there was a presence. I think there's something. There's something to charisma. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I think she. She's not. She doesn't seem bitchy to me. She just seems very particular. You know, everything has to be in a. She has to do things a certain way. She's yeah. a perfectionist. Yeah. I mean, when she was like doing her her steps and stuff they were all like i think it was funny that they were all like oh she's really concentrating and it's like yeah she's trying to learn the steps like i still feel like nobody technically understands what a rehearsal means yeah because rehearsal means learning what's happening and everybody just that so for some reason the show just automatically assumes that you need to just magically know it right away so you know what's so funny is you always hear, like, in drag, because drag, especially the pageant girls, liken themselves to Miss America. So they'll say, yeah. you know, the, the Miss this is, that's the, that's the Miss America of drag. Or, and it's so funny, I actually, my friend who knew Vanessa Williams had seen the episode already. I said, does it ever come up, and it doesn't, that Alyssa Edwards described herself as the Vanessa Williams of drag? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll you you see it actually in episode in episode in season five on the ep- premiere episode. Alyssa Edwards introduces herself as the Vanessa Williams of drag because, and they don't talk about this. They don't mention this at all in the episode. Um, Vanessa Williams famously lost her title, was stripped of her title because uh, photos that she had taken in a, uh, when she was younger. Uh, Playboy bought them and published those nude photos, right? So the fact that she had taken nude photos, they st- which is such, such a simpler time then, right? But yeah, they stripped her Jesus. of her. T- they stripped her of her title. It was very famous. She was the first, I think, like the first Miss America to ever lose her title, and she lost it because these nude photos surfaced, and um and and Playboy published them, and um and so that's why Alyssa Edwards, because her title had been stripped of her. Uh, introduced introduced herself as the she was known as the Vanessa Williams of drag because she had won essentially the Miss America title oh. for drag she had won that I think it's called Miss Gay USA she had won that and then had and that's the whole that's the whole scandal is Coco Montrese was her uh, her runner up and um, and had begotten the title anyway that's the whole thing but how did she lose her title well it's very clouded in vagueness in the season i think what everyone's gathered is and this is this makes a lot of sense now that we know Alyssa edwards more she just wasn't showing up to gigs or she'd be late or she wouldn't do it 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 wasn't anything super interesting i think it's just in a very Alyssa edwards fashion she was just very flaky and didn't show up to the thing she was supposed to show up to people were just and so they stripped her of the title but um but I'm wondering, like, does does Alyssa? I mean, Alyssa Edwards must have been gagged when it was Vanessa Williams. Yeah, and, and I, th- I'm sure the show was hoping that Lonnie would give Alyssa to Vanessa Williams, but they didn't. 
And uh, I wonder if Alyssa brings, brought it up to Vanessa Williams. And does Vanessa Williams want to hear that? I mean, they don't even mention it on yeah. the show. You know? I have a feeling that Vanessa Williams ta- like has a list of things she won't talk about. Yeah. Or she just she, seems like that kind of person. Yeah, can you imagine mean like girl? <laughs> like girl. Yeah. Do you know I'm the I'm the Vanessa Williams of drag? Oh, why is that? Because I got stripped of my title and Vanessa Williams is like security. Uh yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Next drag yeah. queen. Um, but I was gonna say anyway, the point I was making is Vanessa Williams was Miss America. She wasn't the Miss America of she was the Miss America of Miss America. Right? Yeah. And you don't get to be Miss America without being that kind of person who rehearses everything, takes it very seriously, studies, you know. Yeah. There's there's an intensity and a type of personality that wins Miss America and that doesn't go away even though she was stripped of her title. Yeah. You know. So, uh, well, you know, we haven't even gotten into the show yet. Well, that was the show, everybody. Thanks a lot. Yeah. All right. Bye. Honestly, that kind of was the show. Yeah. uh, There's really not much to these episodes. But let's... Yeah. I will say overall, I mean, are you going to get into it? I just have like, I'm a little disappointed in certain aspects, but overall, I like the show. But there's certain things that I was disappointed with. It was a very, this this episode was inherently more watchable than the last one. And, and, And actually, let's talk about this now. I think one of the reasons that, by the way, we're recording on at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And I've always said I'm more on it in the morning. Can't you tell, like, you get, you are on it. Yeah, you get afternoon Joe or like evening Joe, and I'm just like, what? Like you got cool. headphones on. You good <laughs> headphones. You're you're like you know. Yeah, I think I got to do all my shows in the morning. That's just going to be the new thing I try and do. Now I got to yeah. get co-hosts who can do that too. But you're fired. Well, as you can tell, I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah. By the way, so we don't usually do these in the morning, but Lori, <laughs> I'm talking to Lori yesterday, and she's like, hey, um. I hate to ask this, but Star is coming over tomorrow, and she's going to come over around noon, and I was just wondering if it wasn't too much of a problem, could we do like 9 a.m.? And I was like, yes, done. I prefer something like 9 a.m. You were like on it. I literally thought you were going to be like, no. And I was going to be like, oh, okay, well. I do Drag Race recap at 7 a.m. Well, I thought that was mostly because of Taylor. Well, no, if I had my druthers, I would do it at 8 or 9, but yeah but yeah to yesterday last night i went i was like getting ready for bed and i was like 2 (laughs) a.m like i gotta really rethink this waking up at 8 45 yeah and then Lori calls me at 8 55 and she's like i just wanted to know if we were still on i'm like still on i already made an announcement and i'm waiting for you like <laughs> you're like yeah you're like i'm here i was like oh okay i already went to so. the I'd already, I'd already gone to the post office by that point why because i don't want to go when there's people around i had to check my p.o box oh okay yeah um so, yeah so i uh i have a lot of thoughts but okay. well let's let, let's jump overall i liked it let's jump through this like let, let, first of all we've talked mostly about vanessa williams shows you what a big star she is we've only talked about her but let's talk about the drag queen mentors this week. We have from season five and All Stars two, Alyssa Edwards. You know, uh-huh. very. I would say if there were a Mount Rushmore of Drag Race contestants, for sure she's on that Mount Rushmore. I mean, she is. She's a personality. She is so yeah. iconic. Right, never won, but iconic. Iconic, yeah. right? 
So a big a big get for the show. Uh, next we have uh, Trinity the Tuck, uh, winner of uh, All Stars Four co-winner with Monet Exchange, uh, but also the uh, a, a finalist for uh, season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race. I really like her, but her nose is very upsetting. I feel like she doesn't breathe through her nose. Well, it's one of these things where you can just... She is like the Jocelyn Wildenstein. I think... Like, there's... Sure. I, I feel Trinity and Detox, you can just see the plastic surgery. I mean, they don't even look natural. No, they look... The, the, her nose is like... Yeah, I was... Lips. It was upsetting. Her nose and her lips. I mean, she just looks like a fake human being. I was too focused on her nose because my aunt and I were literally trying to figure out how she breathes. Like, she just looks... Her nose looks so thin. Mm -hmm. And, like, it just looks like there's no way that she... How do you know that wasn't makeup? Because they can make that happen with makeup. No, it was the... You look at the bridge of the nose. Like, the nostrils and stuff. They look... It looked too... It looked too tiny. Oh. And then finally, we have Asia O'Hara, season 10 contestant, I believe. Yeah, season 10. And famous... Most famously... Of the failed butterfly lip sync, uh, yeah, O'Hara. She that made, was, and she made a reference to it, very brief reference to it when she walked in the room. But um, she, uh, she, I feel like was a little miscast in this episode. I thought she did a good job, but I felt like there needed to be somebody, another person who had, because you have Alyssa Edwards and Trinity the Tuck who have like big personalities. And Asia O'Hara doesn't necessarily have like that like loud, boisterous, in your face personality. Mm-hmm. And I think you needed another person like that to sort of be able to take take charge when they needed to. And I felt like Asia O'Hara wasn't that person and kind of just faded into the background. Yeah, honestly, for your Vanessa Williams episode, I would have brought back another one of the big queen, maybe bring back Trixie or uh yeah. a, a big personality. I think they needed it. Where I feel like Bob the drag queen would have worked. Like maybe if you switched Bob the drag queen with like, you know, Asia O'Hare in the in the first episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like somebody who I don't know. I just think there need to be a more a more of a dominant. You know who would have been good. You know who would have been good is and I don't, I don't know how well versed you are in these drag race contestants. Monique Hart. I feel like the name sounds familiar, but I I don't. Monique I can't Hart picture is her. like the is like the. She was very very good at the confessional. She was the like facts are facts, America and brown cow stunning. You know she she was just oh a, okay a yeah big personality. I think she would have been really good. Uh, she could have held her own among Trinity and um, uh, Ellis Edwards. Yeah, uh, I mean she did a great job. Asia O'Hara had uh, Vanessa Williams, right? Yeah. Okay, so she did a great job with Vanessa, I felt like, but I feel like I'm just talking about the dynamic of the three judges. So, you know, honestly, yeah. you know, on paper, Asia O'Hara is perfect for Vanessa Williams. She was also a big pageant girl and I think had actually won a lot of major drag pageants. That doesn't really come up. It seems like they were trying to avoid that with Vanessa Williams because even the Miss America yeah. part was like sort of brushed aside. But um, yeah. because Asia O'Hara was a pageant girl and had won a bunch, if not, I think there's another really big uh, uh, pageant. I can't remember what it's called, Miss Continental. And I think Asia O'Hara, I, I, I have to look that up. 
Yeah. But I think Asia O'Hara had one, like, I remember when she walked in the workroom, they were like, oh, girl, like, um, Asia O'Hara, that she's won, like, this pageant. Um, anyway. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah. So, okay. So what were your thoughts just on the drag queens uh, in general? Well, I mean, that was pretty much it. I thought uh, Alyssa Edwards, I feel like I get that she she's very funny and she's very, um, she's a very big personality, but that, or that whatever the, that thing she, that thing she does, that mm-hmm. I was like two in and I was like, okay, can we never do that again? Is mm-hmm. that a thing we can never do? Mm-hmm. Um, but, Trinity, that's her, but that's her thing. I know, but it's just so annoying. But she was very, I thought she, and I thought, who did she have again? She had uh, Lonnie, right? Yeah, I'm looking at the list. Um, uh, from what I've seen, Asia O'Hara has never won Miss Continental, but go ahead. She had, uh, Alyssa Edwards had Lonnie, right? Or did she have uh, uh, No, Alyssa Edwards Tam- had Tammy. Okay, so maybe I'm thinking Trinity. So I thought, I thought. I thought Alyssa sort and Tammy sort of, I didn't really see like as much in-depth talking as I saw. Here's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Here's what was frustrating about. I feel like the whole dynamic is I felt like Asia and Alyssa didn't really do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of, they talked to them and they, you know, sort of talk, but I felt like Trinity was working overtime with Lonnie and I think it's cause she was overweight and I, my aunt and I were talking about this. It's a it look. It's I get that it's 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 nice to see Lonnie kind of go. Oh, I look sexy and blah blah blah. But they weren't doing that with the other other girls. They mm-hmm. weren't like trying to boost them up so much. Mm-hmm. And it's because she's overweight. And I get kind of tired of people constantly being like, you know, you're actually really pretty. You know, you're actually you're so brave, and you're you're actually really. And it's like, fuck you, I am pretty. Like it's one of those. Oh, it's like- I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Because Lonnie Love. Okay, wait, wait, really quick. Just to jump back. I've done some research here. Uh, Alyssa Edwards in 2010. Uh, she shared the title with Coco Montrese because she lost it uh, for uh, Miss Gay America. Asia O'Hara won that title in 2016. Miss Gay America. Miss Gay America. So she. So oh, actually, okay. Asia had also won that title that Alyssa had. Anyway, but she so- was never dethroned, right? She, she was, was never dethroned. She kept it the whole okay. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sorry. Go ahead. So, so you, you you know, it's funny that you say I never thought about that, Lori. You're right. It's one of these things where Lonnie loved. She was crying a lot, but did she they was. Ever, did they ever really show? She she briefly mentions it in the in the table visit with RuPaul. Like it's like a the quickest mention ever. But she didn't really focus on the fact that she felt she was ugly or anything or fat. No. And but they were like. You're right. It, I never thought about that. They, they were, were like hitting her over the head with it. Like yeah. she, she never like says like, oh, I don't know if I could do this because I'm overweight or oh, I don't know whatever. You know, she just is like, I think it's just normal girl, you know, self confidence stuff. But then they were like, oh yeah, no, you know, you're and and I think even RuPaul goes, you know, you're actually really pretty or some like you're really and it was like actually like what the what does that mean? Yeah, you know, it reminds so, me of a story that I used to do in my act, my stand up act. Um, but uh, I don't know if I ever talked about it on a podcast. But one day I was sitting in the living room, just sitting there. I don't know if I was thinking about something or I don't know what I was doing. You know, but I'm just sitting there. And my mom walks by. Okay. And she goes, she stops and she looks at me and she goes, 
Oh my god, honey, you look depressed. Is it because you're fat? You tell me this. And I go, and I just looked at her and she goes, Is it because you're gay? Is it because you're th- you're living with your parents? And I was like, fuck, I wasn't depressed, but now I am, you know? <laughs> and it's kind of like that, you know, where it's like... Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like my dad, my dad just, you know, anytime I spend more than like 20 minutes with my dad, it always circles back to if you femmed up a bit, you'd yeah. be attractive. And I'd be like, to who, dad? To you? I don't want to turn you on. Like... Well, I don't know. You do have those big mamma jammas he can't stop talking about. I just feel like it's just like people just say such weird things. Yeah. Amy Schumer had this bit where it's like she knew she was overweight when she like took a photo of herself in a bikini and everybody was like, oh, how brave, you know, and (laughs) I was like, and it's one of those things where so I yeah, I feel like everybody was jumping on themselves to support Lonnie Love. And it was like. She doesn't need your support. She's fine. She's yeah. confident. Like, calm it down. Yeah, it's funny that you said you're right. That is so true. Speaking of, by the way, one of the things I always talk about is, you know, that I'm a monster. And I don't know why people just won't let me say I'm a monster and just be fine with that, right? They're always like... <sighs> well, because it's not something you say when you're fine. It's like when somebody's massively overweight and they're like, yeah, I actually love my body. It's like, well, then tell that to your body because. <laughs> Wait, is, aren't you, you just saying right now, Lori, the opposite of what you just said? No, she look, Lonnie Love, you could argue Lonnie Love is not oh, massively obese like you or me. <laughs> Lonnie Love is she's thick. She's she's yeah. got she's got a body that she she can work with. But she, you know, but she has confidence and she carries herself in a in a good way. Have you ever done a show well, with her? No, I've never had the the chance, the pleasure to meet her. I was on a show where it was like, you know me, I always leave early to things and from mm-hmm. things. And I was leaving early and they were like, oh, Lonnie Love did a guest spot. And I was like, oh, man, you know, who I that, would love to meet her. You know who I've done? I'm not even joking. It's funny you say that. I, I'm going to say like 10 shows with, but I've never met her because either... I was late, not late, but I just showed up later and she had already gone up and left. Or I had done my set and left is Whitney Cummings. I swear to God, I've been in the same lineup as Whitney Cummings about 10 times. Never met her. Um, Really? Lonnie Love, I did do a set with her. I never met her. But I did do a set with her. And it's it's so funny because I remember specifically uh, she was up. Okay. And I went to the bathroom. And it was at the improv, the Irvine improv, actually. And so, you know, the improv, especially those corporate ones. They have the speaker, the sound system on in the bathroom so you can hear Which it. Which I like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you can hear it. So I'm in the bathroom and I'm peeing, uh, and her set is on. And just to show you how long ago this was, it was uh, during the time American Idol was a thing. And she was <laughs> such a good joke. She was talking about how, uh, you know, in American Idol, when they, <laughs> well, on the elimination day, when they eliminate you? Yeah. And then they have you sing your song that week? Yeah. She goes, and she was saying how fucked up. She goes, that's so fucked up that they make you sing after they eliminate you. She goes, that's like if they fired you from the post office. And they were like, can you drop off this mail on the way home? Yes. <laughs> I remember I laughed out loud in the bathroom. because Also, the way she delivered it was so funny. Like, I'm not delivering yeah. it while she did. So that was so funny. But anyway. Um, I think I saw her on Comics Unleashed or something. Mm-hmm. She was great. She's yeah. She's very funny. 
she's yeah, I really like her. You know but, who yeah, Pat but- Keen? You know who Pat Keen raves about? I've never seen her stuff or done a show with her, but Pat Keen cannot stop c- talking about um, Miss Pat. Have you ever seen Miss Pat? Oh, Miss Pat's great. Oh, really? Yeah, Miss Pat. Miss Pat is. She has a story on this is not happening that I think uh-huh. is probably one of my favorite stories. And she also, yeah, she's amazing. She's really great. She's probably one of my, she's like, she's just one of those people who is, who's a great personality and also a great joke writer. Well, well, Pat said, Pat knows her and he, I didn't even know that she did a story. I'm, I'll t- send me that episode. I'll listen to it. He's like, she has like the greatest stories. Like, how she is has someone, great stories. His point was about how sort of racist and fat phobic Hollywood is. He's like, how has she not been picked up? Oh, yeah. Well, like it. And also it's like it just goes to show how sexist it is because Joey Coco Diaz mm-hmm. is like it, basically the, the same side, one side of the same coin because he's like a fat tub of lard mm-hmm. who's older, who's got like amazing stories and he's killing it right now because he's joined this boys club with like Joe Rogan and all those people. Yeah. And Miss Pat, I would say is probably funnier has tells like better jokes in her stories and, you know, can't get, you know, can't get anywhere sort of thing. I'm going to so, put a note to myself to look up Miss Pat stuff. She's great. Um, anyway, that, you know, that should be a show you and I host on afterthought is like having them on the air but like talking about the comics you should know you yeah because that's you know everyone should know that one of the reasons i actually met i left comedy it was a couple there are a bunch of reasons right one of them being i'm not a really a night person and getting it was just wasn't healthy for me psychologically and physically i didn't yeah. like getting home at three in the morning you know but I I'm still clinging to the fact that I am a comedian, even though I haven't done stand up regularly in years. So you know, yeah, that's that's me. Uh, and um, what I was gonna say is, but the, the another thing that really discouraged me was, guys, there are a lot of comics you've never heard of that no one has ever heard of that are fucking hilarious they're you know? great do not do not ever mistake famous stand-up comics as good stand-up comics because there are there are some of them are some there are some comics who are very funny and very famous but then there are some comics who are famous but not funny i'll give you a perfect well, example yeah i feel like everybody's funny in their own way it's just like the level of funny you know i feel like there's people who are more palatable there's people so i don't think you make it in the business without being somewhat funny i feel well, like you have to be somewhat funny. Now, i've actually never seen this but i've heard this so much that i've never i i'm gonna have to believe it's true i've heard joel McHale's stand-up is pretty weak right oh i've never seen his stand-up but i do like him no i like him and that's actually one of the things i brought up is like this was I heard this a lot when he was on the soup and he was popular. He'd go to like the improv and sell out, and everybody would all. I mean, it was something I heard all the time about how he's not really good at stand up. Yeah, and I was like, because the guy can deliver a joke, so I was like, he has the money. I would just fucking hire the writers from the soup to put together a stand up act for me, and I would just do that on the road. Uh, well, what I wonder if he did. I wonder if that's what he did, and it I just know, didn't. Pay off. There was that one woman. What was her name? Who was she? Whenever she did stand up, she would always talk about she was a writer in the soup. So unfunny. What was her name? Oh, I can't remember. Well, I always that. I mean, to be honest with you, I always felt like if you gave those kinds of credits, that kind of showed that you weren't funny. Like (laughs) 
no, I'm not joking. Like you, we go to the Hollywood Improv, and you would have you'd have somebody go like she write, and, and it would always be like ger- generic credits with like one actual show that like nobody can technically prove that you've yeah. actually done. Mm-hmm. So it's like she's written for the soup. She's well, this, written for Comedy Central. Oh no! And then it would be like a network. You're like you've seen her on MTV, and you're yeah. on MTV. It's a whole net. Like, what do you mean you see what show on MTV? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. There was yeah. always like she's written for Comedy Central, the network, Comedy Central. Like, does she just <laughs> does she just fax jokes to a network? Like, what what does she write for? That's <laughs> uh, or he he you know. He's he's he. You've seen him on TBS. You know what's so funny is in that in that uh, I I love that's my favorite one of my favorite parts of comedy. You're right. And in that movie I read about the comic babysitter, uh, when she's introduced, there's a big there's a big pivotal scene where she uh, bombs on stage. Right? She's at a club. Yeah. And uh, when I had the host bring her up, it was with those kinds of credits. And then the last one is he's like, you've seen her on like CMT, MTV, and the Hoarders. And you're like, yes. <laughs> and you're, how would a stand-up comic be on hoarders? Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I remember. And then also, what I would love is like you would go like he's he's open for Daniel Tosh, and it's like okay, like opened, opened, or like yeah. you were the you were on the show, and Daniel Tosh did a drop in. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, uh, what's funny is um. Let's get back to this fucking show. I like how we went on such a tangent. We didn't even talk about the show. But anyway, the no, book. I yeah. say we should do a show where we, we get the comics that we know aren't famous, or, but they're super funny, and get them on the show. Yeah. I love that. Like, I think well, it's funny that Henry Phillips, he's willing to do the pit crew. I'm like, Henry Phillips? Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. But I haven't made it happen. Well, I mean, yeah, you've been busy booking talent like me so you know i can see why you wouldn't want to get henry phillips well, on the, the pit crew is different because i think there's like I, I just saw alex from the pit crew over the weekend and they're down now to do season 12 uh remotely so maybe that'll happen oh okay well so yeah so i i just that's kind of one of the things that bugged me look i would say like the show was still i still enjoyed the show it's just there were certain things that i was like and I think it mostly had to do with the the fact that this is women and not men or women and not, you know, masculine, more feminine energy and not masculine energy, yeah. I guess is how I'll say it. But I kind of felt like, yeah, I felt like they were a little bit more kid gloves with the women than they were with the men. Yeah. I fact- feel like they were a lot more like, you know safety safety bumpers on the on the lanes to be like oh you guys are doing so great you know Don't you it's think like it was okay funny that in this episode rupaul said uh gentlemen start your engines and may the best drag queen win she didn't say the best woman and which is funny because all the people on this episode identify as women yeah and the second thing i thought was i was annoyed with was when they did the um <clears throat> The mini challenge, I thought, oh, this is going to be great. They're going to do, they're going to be drag kings. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, they're going to do drag king performances. No, they did drag queen performances, yeah. which I was like, kind of like, they should have done drag kings. Why didn't they do drag? That would have been great. Because RuPaul doesn't like that. See, that's where I, again, I'm going to go back to the sexist thing. Mm-hmm. And I think RuPaul, you know, is, is one of the, one of the, uh, components of it. I mean, it's like, why not? 
if it's going to be a drag performance, why not have them do full drag king drag? It just seems kind of, you know, it seems kind of stubborn and a little sexist to me. So I don't know. Look, there's a chorus of people who have a bunch of things problems with this show. But what, as I've said before, this, in terms of RuPaul's Drag Race, it's it's called RuPaul's Drag Race. This is RuPaul's universe, and we're just living in it. Yeah. No, yeah, that's true. So let's, because I don't want the show to be too long. Let's actually buzz through a lot of this. So we've talked about Lonnie Love. We talked about Vanessa Williams. Uh, What were your thoughts on Tammy Roman? I mean, she was sort of, I thought she did good, but she was, I think it's because Lonnie Love and Vanessa Williams were there. Mm -hmm. She was sort of like, not really, she was an afterthought. You know, did you say afterthought is an afterthought media? If you join at the premium level, you get all sorts of content, like this very show you're listening to now. Sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? Uh, she was a bloody good Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) contestant, and by bloody, I mean bloody podcast. Check out our Patreon; it's launching this week. (laughs) Patreon.com/slash Bloody Podcast. So, any signups yet? Yeah. Oh, good. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell you who they are, but... Oh, you know who they are? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's my girlfriend. <laughs> um, No, she... So anyway, so yeah, I thought she, she did a, a, a fair job. I felt like she maybe was a little drowned out by Lonnie Love and Vanessa Williams, but I think if she had really come out swinging in the lip sync, she might have had a chance, but I... I mean, I think it was like both both Lonnie Love and her both realized, hey, Vanessa Williams gonna gonna win this. So, but look, here's the here's the deal. And forget the the status of celebrity. Forget all of that. These three women, because they're and I'm not even saying older in terms of uh, uh, age. Let me just say because they're more experienced in terms of show business. Lonnie Love has her own talk show. She's been a comic for a long time. Tammy Roman is on a major reality television show and had been on a major reality television show before. And Vanessa Williams is fucking Vanessa Williams. The show just seemed a lot more competent and professional. They know how to be yeah. on television in this format. They know how to give good yeah. TV. Where I felt last week... Uh, I found out from someone who watches Riverdale that Jordan Connor is like a B or C level person on the show. You know, he's not like a major player in Riverdale. Uh, Jermaine Fowler, he was a more interesting one, but you know, I mean, look, like, look at, I mean, and then Nico Tortorella, I don't know anything that person has done. Well, he's on that crappy uh, tattoo show. They... They are on that crappy tattoo show. Yeah. But no, I, I, I agree. But I, I will say the thing that I liked the most about last week's episode was the turn. The turn from then becoming from going from where they were to to a drag queen. And I felt like the turn was a little less dramatic this episode. And I think it had a lot to do with the fact that I think the makeup was weird. I don't I didn't necessarily like the makeup. And I thought the outfits were weird. I mean, Vanessa Williams had like foam flames, you know, uh, hot glue gun to her dress, Mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of like a little tacky. So I would have liked to see more of a reveal. I would have liked to see more of a turn. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I mean, overall, I thought they did a great look. That musical I thought was amazing. I love that the Torque in nine to five to nine. 
Mm-hmm. I love that musical. I thought well, that was what's great. Funny, what's funny is um, I was more impressed with like the Lily Tomlin bit because that, inc- I mean, you have to know your fucking Lily Tomlin. That was like, that used all, because has Lily Tomlin even done stand-up, tr- no, not stand-up, but like sketch or anything like in 40 or 50 years? Yeah. Like that was such an old person sketch because those were incorporating sort of catchphrases she had from when she used to do... I think she was on Laughing, or she, I don't know what the fuck she was on, but she was on some sort of old sketch show where she had characters, um, and one of them was like a sassy telephone operator, and um, that's where you got the one ringy dingy, two ringy dingy, and then there's also just a bunch of little Lily Tomlin catchphrases and whatnot that they worked in. Yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it. I thought, and I thought they all did a great job. I feel like. Vanessa Williams did a, a great job as as Dolly Parton. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But Lonnie Love to me just really took took over, and I thought she just did yeah. a great job. Lonnie Love did the best job. Yeah, you're right. In the- Can we talk about the most annoying part of the show that I loved last episode, but then thought was pointless this episode? What the stupid uh, friends and family visiting thing? Because. A, they get one guy, which mm-hmm. is her boyfriend, which by the, Lonnie Love's boyfriend, which mm-hmm. by the way, I feel like I reckon, have you seen, is he a comic? I don't know. I should have done research, but he looks very familiar. Uh, let me see if I have in here. Go ahead. But then they apparently can't get anybody else to come for Vanessa Williams and Tammy. So they ha- they film them FaceTiming Vanessa Williams' daughter and then FaceTiming uh, Tammy's husband, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? That you know, you you can't get one person to show up. You have to. How boring is that to Facetime? Well, I think, FaceTime I think Vanessa Williams is based in New York, but I think her daughter is based in L.A., which is sort of weird, right? But, but I, it's just like, just get like a makeup, like get a friend. Get oh, you know, yeah. it's just like, why? Why does it have to be? I was so frustrated that we had to watch a FaceTime. It's yeah. like, oh my god, that's the most annoying thing ever. And Tammy Roman's husband could barely be bothered to care. <laughs> yeah, it was like he was like in the middle of practice or something. He's like, yeah, you look great. Bye. Yeah, it was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like he was, they were both looked like they were surprised that they, you know, uh-huh. that they were being called. And it was like, oh, come on. Like, and also it's a FaceTime. It's like, I don't want to watch you face, like, I don't want to watch a FaceTime. Yeah. I mean, oh, I thought it was a, so annoying. Yeah, you've been upset about it for a while. Uh, and um, uh, it, it's so funny that you're, you're bringing them now. Um, okay, so Jamal Sims is the choreographer and he's a judge. I always love Jamal Sims. I think he's fantastic. I feel he should be, like, if they can afford it, the permanent judge, I mean, permanent choreographer for that show. Um, and then the names for each of the girls was Vanessa Williams called herself Vanquisha the House, which, by the way, RuPaul was pretending so much to like these drag names. All of them were at best whatever, you know. I lo- I kind of liked Miss She Need a Cocktail. Yeah, that I was that, that was, was a good one, right? Uh, um, uh, uh, but uh, other than that, uh, but Miss Mary J. Ross, whatever. Yeah, I like, thought that was a little. Um, I don't think that that was like a. I don't feel like that was a drag name. That's like a name of like when you go for when you go as two people for Halloween, <laughs> you call yourself Mary J. Ross. 
Yeah, uh, it was a very whatever drag name. It wasn't horrible. It was just like whatever. Um, is there any is there any other big part of the show that we're missing? Because we're coming up on an hour, and I want to start wrapping this up. Um, is there anything we haven't really? No, I mean, yeah, I I would love to dive in more about how stupid that FaceTime thing was. I Go thought ahead. that was pretty awful. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I really feel like whoever thought that was a good idea should be fired from the show mm-hmm. because you, that was just awful. You were talking about the makeup. Did you want to talk more about the makeup, or because I know you were really upset about the makeup? The makeup was just kind of blah. Like it didn't really. I felt, and also it was like. I feel like they revealed it too soon. Like, oh, what's her face is like, I'm, we're not finished. Well, because but, they wanted to film it right then. They're like, we're doing the makeup thing now. Turn around. You but know? it was like, and then also, I just feel like, it, it, you know, they have like four different reveals in the show. Like, cut it down to one. We don't need so many reveals. They have the makeup reveal. They have the, you know, uh, the costume reveal Mm -hmm. they have the runway reveal they have the you know they have so many reveals it's like just we don't need that many reveals well you know what's so funny too is they have i I don't know who painted these ladies right um i don't know if it was these actual drag queens or if it was like the previous week when they brought in ringers right we didn't see it but uh they painted them like drag queens which if you think about it drag queen the art of drag and one of the great things about drag uh, is when it's a man doing it. I understand that there are women who do drag. And they, look, I've always said Elvira, Dolly Parton colors have a drag queen. Yes, they are drag queens, right? But I'm talking when it's male illusion, when it's female illusion, you have to paint to, to, to change the facial structure of a man into the facial structure of a woman. Okay? Yes. And that's sort of like the, oh, wow, how did they do that kind of part of it, you know? Yeah. But they were still painting these ladies like that. Like they were doing an illusion, but these are already women. You don't need to do it. And so it was way overdone, I felt, a lot of times. And so um, what I thought was funny was that the makeup that they wore in the confessionals was better than the makeup they had in the show. Yeah, exactly. Because, I feel like yeah. they, I, I think you're right. I think it's because it's women. It was, it just wasn't, there wasn't anything that I was like, oh, that's cool, you know? Yeah. Oh, a woman's wearing a dress? What? Crazy. <laughs> no, but there, hold on for a second. There is something about drag that's uh, hyper-femininity. And so, like I said, when you're doing... Elvira is a drag queen. You know, Elvira doesn't look like that in real life, but she, you know, pushes up her boobs and she makes her makeup yeah. extreme and wig and stuff like that. So there is a way of doing the extreme feminism like a drag queen. I wonder if there's a version of uh, that for men, because I actually realized in Animal Crossing... Oh, my God. What? I just love that now you're getting life lessons from Animal Crossing. No, 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 no. It's funny. I wonder if there are men that do this because um, I know in the pageant pageant circuit, you do see it where it's you see these gay guys dress up as like basically man drag. It's it's they have it in Paris is burning. What was that noise? It's my aunt. She's coming in with her dog. See, I told you we'd all hear. I want to hear this. Uh. anyway let's just start wrapping it up because your hands here uh is i've noticed that in um animal crossing i don't really buy like outfit like normal outfits you know um i i buy i don't buy like a t-shirt or something like that which they have for sale on animal crossing i'll buy like i bought, I bought like a whole sherlock holmes getup 
you know, or like an old timey pilot getup. I like that kind of shit, and I wish yeah. there was a, a version of that too that we could watch. Uh, yeah, I agree. Okay. I think that there was a there was an episode of the show that would have been, in my opinion, a lot more entertaining. But the episode that was out was still entertaining. So, but don't you think you know. that's something you could get male celebrities to do if you did that kind of drag? That instead of putting up as as women, which is great, it's fantastic, right? But I don't think RuPaul would have done that. <sighs> It would be so fun to see. I mean, it'd be so fun to see them like dressed up as like old timey pilots or like. You know. It would be. Yeah. I honestly, yeah. But I mean, would RuPaul do it? No. No. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like one of those things where, like you said, again, this is her world. And so, and, and we can already tell that, that the show is going to have a, a strict, a same format, you know, every episode. And I feel like it's like she's beholden to that format for some reason. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean again, I feel like it was uh it was interesting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I I will say I hope when if they ever have another all female or female they don't just kind of like treat it like it's like a oh yay, we're all, you know, we're playing a game, mm-hmm. you know. It's just I don't know. I just felt like they were just being very coddly towards yeah. these women. Well, it's is, like these women are fucking fierce. Yeah, that's what's going to happen when you have. But if they, if, if they're not coddling because they're women. They're coddling because they're celebrities. So, all right. Well, let's call it a day there, Laurie Roggenkamp. Um, per you, I'm going to have to make, and I'm going to do this, and this would be a smart thing for me to do, just to make like general outros that don't apply to any yeah. show. That would just go like, because uh, I have to play like, oh, what outro am I going to play here? I'll do the Hello Uglies outro. That's what I always go to. Right? All right, Laura. Well, we'll see you next week. Hopefully, next week's just as good. Check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash buddypodcast. Bye. Lori Roddenkamp hosts her own podcast, and they're all a part of the Bloody Podcast Network. You can follow Lori Roddenkamp on Instagram at... Pickle Myth. Joe Batanz is one of the hosts of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. You can find that show on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Hello Uglies is an Afterthought Media podcast.